Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Missoula Big Sky has a pair of new basketball coaches while state tournaments descend upon the Garden City this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. A few days after Tyler Hobbs announced he was leaving the Big Sky Girls basketball program to take the head coaching job at Sentinel, Big Sky announced the hiring of Travis Williams to lead the Eagle Girls team. The Three Forks native was an All-American at Carroll College and has spent the last decade plus coaching men and boys basketball, first as an assistant at Montana Western, then with head coaching stops, coaching boys preps hoops in Douglas, Wyoming, and Wenatchee, Washington. Big Sky went 6-12 last season in Hobbs' first and only season at the helm. Big Sky has also hired a new boys basketball coach. Following the resignation of Ryan Hansen for personal reasons, Big Sky has hired his head assistant, Zach Murphy, the Missoula native and Sentinel graduate, takes over a program that earned a third-place trophy at the Class AA State Tournament last season. The Class AA State Tennis Tournament begins today at Playfair Park in Missoula. The Bozeman High girls look to continue their dynasty as the Hawks chase their 10th straight state title. Spell Glacier is the defending team champion on the boys' side. And finally, the NCAA West Regional Outdoor Track and Field Championship in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Montana State's Colby Wilson pole vaulted 17 feet, 4 and 1 quarter inch to take 12th and secure a spot at the NCAA National Championship meet next month in Eugene, Oregon. Close your eyes and melt away In the middle of the night I've been reading 1984. I don't know why. <laughs> I've also been trying to broaden my horizons when it comes to music. And uh, went to the Bastille concert last night. That's what we're listening to right now. If you've ever seen Black Mirror, the theme of the concert was sort of like that. Although it was great energy and a great performance, so it was uh, both very uplifting and happy and also um, at the same time thought-provoking in a, in a lot of ways. Thanks for all the texts. I'm reading them right now on what color my shorts are. Right when we uh, hit play on this upcoming segment, the Chicken Does Know Sports with our good friend Carolyn, we will then decide which one of you is a proud winner of a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We heard from Brooks Nuanas. We did our Grizz by the Numbers, an excerpt from our Grizz by the Numbers podcast. Also from Max Kimball, a future Montana State Bobcat. 
And we get some of our Treasure State's best when it comes to track and field. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, presented by the Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. The latest from our good friend Carol. So last time I sent out the Kettle House Amphitheater, second night in a row, Bastille in town. Uh, first of all, I was just, uh, I couldn't get over the thought of how they possibly got to Missoula. Because people that aren't familiar, like Bastille's a, a popular band in America. Mm-hmm. They are widely considered the most popular band in Europe right now. I mean, their like, top songs on Spotify have like billions of streams. Not millions, billions. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going on an international tour. They have a new album. They're going to be playing in like Ibiza and Berlin. It's Ibiza. And, and Berlin and London and all these crazy places. But here they were in Bonner, Montana last night. So that was an interesting deal. But it's kind of like what we experience a lot, where they were going from Seattle to St. Paul. You got to stop somewhere, sure. so might as well have a Wednesday night show. It was really fun. But their new album is all about a dystopian future. It's very, very hmm. British of them. It's actually funny, too, because they have, like, sort of upbeat music, but the lyrics of every single one of their songs is depressing. And that's what the lead singer talked about throughout the whole show. He's like, I'm just a depressed dude, and... uh You know, I just make music to make you guys happy. (laughs) But the whole point of their album, they had this great, this crazy screen, and it was like this black mirror behind them the whole time. Have you seen Black Mirror? I've seen bits and pieces, but. So this is, uh, yeah, it was was interesting because they were giving uh, phenomenal analysis on uh, a lot of dystopian futures that maybe aren't the future but are right now. But I just, it was, it you was. You must have loved that. It was stride. I didn't like it. It's just, I just think that, uh, you know, people are in denial of it. But regardless, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was certainly an interesting experience. And uh, they're a lot smarter than I think people maybe give them credit for. They're, it was, a, it was, inter- the, the in between songs was, it was fascinating. I wish you would have seen Black Mirror, though. My brother comes up with, like, new Black Mirror scenarios, like, every month that is going to be our future. Okay, great. I prefer <laughs> I've, I prefer to not be depressed. Right. So I well, How try, do you do that? Well, um, medication, <laughs> oh alcohol. No. Oh, my God. I, um, my point is, is I try to... I, I'm trying to not watch things that make me depressed. Look on the bright side of life. Yeah, so I watch things like... Selling Sunset and the Kardashians. Oh, my gosh. See, that makes me even more depressed. No, because it's just so stupid. Right, and but they're, just, like, famous for the worst who reasons. Who cares? It's just, a referendum you know what it humanity. does, though? It takes my brain off of all the other stuff happening. Wasn't well, so. that the whole issue, though? We've all, like, disconnected our brains from reality, and that's why we live in a skewed reality? No. I think mm. the problem is, is that we see horrible things happening, and mm. then it brings us all down and gives us anxiety. Mm. Interesting. What if it's all a simulation? Chicken does no oh, sports. Jesus. ESPN Radio. <laughs> SWX Montana Television. Carol had said before we started recording that we had to talk about happy stuff today. So that's all we got as far as our dystopian uh, present and future. <laughs> well, what, I have some happy news. Let's go. What do you got? So I was in Calgary last weekend, and yeah. I have realized that I am a Calgary 10. <laughs> a Missoula 6, but a, a Calgary 10, and I'm wow. going to tell you why. You're selling yourself short. So, walk into a bar. Okay, so tell about it. I gotta, I, we okay. got to have a pause real quick. This is, an, this is something I've actually thought about a, a tremendous amount. Sometimes you, you get blinded by the thing that you know the best. Like, you think the things you're most familiar with are, are the best cause just because you know them the best. Mm-hmm. I'm from Missoula. I lived in Missoula for, what, 22 of my 35 years on the earth. Maybe 21. I don't know. But more than 20 years, for sure. And most of my formative years, I've lived in Missoula. But now that I'm in my mid-30s, and I've traveled around a lot, I've been to most American cities out west, and I've been, I've been to a lot of places. Missoula has an inordinate amount of beautiful people. Yeah. Men and women. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like, especially like per capita. Like when you go downtown, like everybody's really good looking. We were sitting at El Casador last night and just looking out the window like, wow. That's because all these LA people moved here. No, And all the people that are staying like the mercantile (laughs) and all this stuff. Yeah, no, it is. I'm just kidding. There is an affluence element to it. But I do do think though that like Montana in general, but Missoula has particularly attractive people. Yeah, lots of, yeah. Okay. So anyways. Moving on. You're an attractive person, but all of a sudden you're sitting up there in Calgary. So I'm in Calgary. I walk in. And you're in, feeling like who? Well, Marilyn I walk. Monroe? <laughs> yeah. I walk in to a bar with my husband and children and my brother and his wife. And a man just stops and says, I have to buy you a drink. 
you are so beautiful. <laughs> now, he was missing a few teeth. He was also wasted. Okay. But, I mean... You still felt flattered. Let's go. Then, the next night, the Flames were playing the Lubers. <laughs> and Oilers. Um, there, my brother went down to the bar before me and got in way before the game started. And then I texted him. I said, I'll come meet you because Dan and the boys couldn't, weren't interested. Sure. So there's a huge line, huge line to get in the bar. And I'm like, I go up to this girl. I'm like, is this the line to get in? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, my brother's already in there. She's, this is how nice Canadians are. Go ask the bouncer. He'll probably let you in. Mm. I go in and I talk to the bouncer and he lets me right in. I wow. still got it. You still got it. Then I'm not done. <laughs> I'm in the bar. And I, there's, it's busy and crazy. And so I walk up to the bar. Usually, you know, pe- people, if you're at whatever bar, it's hard to get to the, bar- the bartender, right? I'm because sure. not in Canada. Oh, excuse me. Let me move my drink. Da, 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 da. These really nice gentlemen start chatting with me, you know, just clearly hitting on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They, I'm sure they weren't. But oh my gosh. all I'm saying is if I were young and single... You're moving to Calgary. I'd be in Calgary. Wow. That is the place to go, ladies. Wow. Everyone is so nice there. Or even good looking is the question. Yeah. I mean, the toothless guy, not so much, but. (laughs) Remember when I was toothless? Yeah. Hmm. It was a top front tooth, though. Uh, It was like. Yeah. He might have been a hockey player. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Anyway. Are the Canucks nicer than the Montanans? Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Canadians you've, are so nice. You probably th- this is what's so interesting though. It's just like the the famous bumper sticker around Missoula says, "Missoula, the nicest town, 15 minutes from Montana." Because <laughs> have you ever hung out like Great Falls? Yes. Or like Chester, or no. like anywhere on the High Line, Haver, no. anything like no. that. Yeah. No. Glasgow. No. People in Missoula are fine. Yeah. People in Bozeman are uh, pretty uh, self righteous. People in Billings, a uh, little, little far right, uh, a lot of cowboy hats, by and large decent. Everywhere else in Montana you're going to go, you're going to have an experience just like you did in Canada, though. Maybe not Kalispell these days, but, like, I guess the places that have been infiltrated with a whole bunch of out-of-staters is yeah. different. But, like, people, Great Falls, people got, got a bad rep on Great Falls. Great Falls has the nicest people. Well, listen. Maybe it's it's Canadian vibes, though. Canadian vibes all the way. I love Canada. I might just, I I may relocate. I'm not sure. All right. Well, take me with you. I haven't, I haven't decided yet. We can go cover the Calgary Stampeders. Oh, speaking of. Dave Dickinson, former Grizz quarterback, Calgary's head coach. Well, speaking of the Stampeders, I have a story. Okay. Chick does know sports. ESPN Radio. We've introduced this segment yet. I don't even know. I can't even remember. They know. Good friend Carolyn in studio with us talking all things, uh. North of the border. Brendan Langley. He okay. plays for the Stampeders. He used cool. to be in the NFL. Yep. Um, he got in an airport brawl Whoa. with a United employee. You can find the video online. This employee looks like he's picking a fight. I mean, I would never pick a fight with an NFL player. Just mm. a thing I have. This guy, <laughs> I guess, rule. started calling him names. This is an employee, like an okay. employee of United. They get in a huge brawl. The um, the NFL player, Brendan Langley, just takes this guy down. And he got cited. And then the, the player did? The yes. NFL guy did? And then the United employee got fired. But I, was I it don't. on tape? How do they know? It's on video. Saying? They have it oh. all on video. And I don't know who threw the first punch, but, <laughs> but the guy, the United guy was definitely like, come at me, bro. You know, it was like, <laughs> yes. I don't even know what that was, but it's crazy. Wow. So that was my segue. <laughs> Great segue. Thanks. Mike Mo- Greenberg, reincarnate. Mo- moving on to in- into NFL news. Sure. Colin Kaepernick. What's he doing? Is working out with the Raiders. Man. Who is going to tell him it's time? To like, stop? Yeah. Like, if this doesn't work, I think he needs to just move on, don't you? What, do you, mean, what are your it's, thoughts? It's such an interesting dynamic because the NFL has proven that if you can still play, they'll let you play. But No matter what you've done but in your life. I'm fine with him playing, but right. he keeps trying out for teams and not making Right, and so that's why I'm so interested in the dynamic. I think it's either one of two things. I think either one, he can't play anymore, 
and that's why he doesn't get a shot. Because I think if he could, if if he was like one of the fifteen or twenty best quarterbacks in the world right now, the NFL would figure out a way to have a PR blitz to make sure that he was welcomed back in the league. Right. So I wonder if he just can't play at all, or I also wonder that if he's just too much of a fringe guy. In other words, like. Colin Kaepernick is a distraction. If Colin Kaepernick isn't good enough to start for your team and he's just going to be your backup, then he's just a distraction because the media is going to ask you about it every single day. What's mm-hmm. up with Cap? What's up with Cap? I think that the way that it would work out, if his destiny is to, if his destiny w- to ever return to the NFL is to be a backup, he needs to back up one of the best guys in the league, so that there's no question. Okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he was just backing up Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or something, then there's no question because he has never been or never will be better than those Who's guys. Who's the quarterback for the Raiders? Derek Carr. Is he good? He's pretty good. Okay, it's an interesting litmus test though because Derek Carr's pretty good and objectively way better than Colin Kaepernick ever was. But if he slipped, then it would be like this narrative. It's just like when Cam Newton was trying to be a backup, too. It's just so tough for Cam Newton to be a backup because he's such like a star. Uh, yeah, he's a personality. He's so prominent. And well, so I think what they should do is if he's good enough to be a backup or good enough to start, whatever, they do a PR blitz. I think it would be good PR for an NFL team. It would be good for the NFL to hire him. I know a lot of people disagree with that because they don't agree with what you know? Well, at this point, with the NFL, it doesn't matter. The well, NFL will. The NFL takes all publicity head on. But the NFL also has suffered ba- bad publicity in the last few years. So this. But how much? But that's the thing that makes the NFL perhaps the most unimpeachable and greatest product ever created in America. There's never been one second of anything that's happened in the NFL that's made the NFL less popular. Hmm, interesting. It's so, true. Like, Tom so Brady then, could kill somebody on live TV and the NFL would be exactly as popular as it is right now. So why don't... So why is no it a big deal? No one turns off the TV. So why is it a big deal if someone were to hire him as a backup quarterback then? Like, what's Man, the problem? That's an interesting question. Because I, I think that the 30 guys that own NFL teams do not care about the tens of millions of people that watch the NFL, but they do care about what each other thinks. And I think they all think... That Colin Kaepernick is a distraction, is a pariah, huh. and a, and a distraction. Well, I just wonder when he's going to hang it up. And I, I I applaud him. He has got you know he's trying. He really wants to get back in the NFL, and uh, I hope he does because I personally like him. I don't have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with anyone stating their passions. Um, so we'll see what happens. He claims he's in the best shape of his life, but he said that last year. So, yeah. but he was invited by the Raiders. Yeah, is that how that works? Yeah. Oh, I thought you just yeah. show up. No, no. The, I mean, they, they, he was invited for sure, but I mean, the roster limits have expanded tremendously. So, like this time of year, NFL teams carry almost twice as many guys that are actually going to make the team. A lot of times, they want to have camp arms in there too because they want to have multiple guys to throw to multiple guys. Less wear and tear on your starting quarterback. I don't know. I I really don't know. I I think the part of the story, too, that people forget is that people remember Colin Kaepernick when he first broke in the starting lineup for the San Francisco 49ers, and he took the league by storm and led the Niners to the Super Bowl. But he only played in, like, eight games that year. So there's a real question if Colin Kaepernick was ever good and if he was just, like, riding the lightning of momentum just this one little stretch. Right. Because he, wa- he wasn't, like, a crazy high-round draft pick. He comes from a smaller school, Nevada, Reno. He has a very unorthodox throwing motion. He's a phenomenal athlete, but he's not – He I don't know. There's a, there's a question to me if he ever was a good quarterback, so I don't well, know. Maybe he should go play for the Stampeders. Mm. So here's an interesting deal. Canadian football rules are that half of your roster have to be native Canadians. Okay. So that really limits the amount of Americans that can go up there. But you can have as many American quarterbacks as you want on Why? your roster. Do Canadians just not breed good it's quarterbacks? Not, I mean, there's just, I guess there's just a? more. There's just more good quarterbacks from American colleges. Interesting. But it's also like more marketable guys, too. Yeah. Because Canada's a different country, but they still like follow American stuff more than any other right. country, you know? Like they know college, like they know like who's the starting quarterback in Michigan and stuff like that. What about um, the XFL? Is that still going? I don't know. There's the USFL that's a new startup oh, yeah. again, the, the revived. Once failed Donald Trump enterprise. 
If you want to watch a, a pretty telling documentary, which, by the way, you need to start watching your 30 for 30s. I know. That's your first one. Small okay. Potatoes. Okay, Small Potatoes. It's all potatoes. about the USFL. All right. You're supposed to send me... That, that came out years before Trump ever even decided to run for president. Watching it now is like, you're like, Wow. <laughs> wow. It's it's amazing. Okay. I'll put it on my list. Okay. All right. So the PGA championship was last week. It was indeed. Guess how much a beer cost there. Now, I feel like uh, a couple... Yeah. Uh, I wait, was reading this like $19. Yeah. Now, a couple weeks ago, I swore you told me that at golf tournaments, the concessions were super cheap. Well, it just depends on where you're at. So the Masters, the drinks are $1.50. Okay. And the sandwiches are a dollar. Now, the, why... The tickets are also $5,000. Oh, well, they are? <laughs> yeah. Why? Okay, then. The PGA Championship, conversely, the tickets are like $400. They're 200 plus 200, fees, whatever. they yeah, said. Yeah, two, two to 400 bucks, and then but then the drinks are $19. Michelob Ultra, $19. That's basically water. The thing that's crazy, too, though, is like when you go drink expensive drinks at a Seattle Mariners game, for example, well, everything in Seattle is expensive. Seattle's one of the most expensive cities in the country. San Francisco, super expensive. New York, super expensive. Tulsa, Oklahoma is so cheap that they pay you to move there. I know, but like I if just you move think to Tulsa, Oklahoma, they give you a ten thousand dollar bonus. I never heard of that before, but that's what Tulsa's doing. Yeah, right well, now. I guess I could see that. <laughs> now the wine is thirteen dollars a glass, which isn't that's about what you know. Like when I'm at the Stone, it's like eleven dollars for my coat around. Yeah, but they probably give you a big old healthy one, right? Well, they have to follow like a certain, you know, mm, they, mm, but um, margarita at the PGA Championship was nineteen dollars too. I mean, I don't know, man. That seems excessive. It is excessive. I mean, the, the beers, like, the beers at the the hockey games in Vegas are twenty plus dollars. So stupid. It is stupid. It's so rude. <laughs> um, okay, well, I don't know if you remember during the Winter Olympics, yep. there was um, that young Russian skater who was really struggling emotionally and mentally and yep. all that stuff. I think she was only like 15. And yep. I believe they thought she was doping, but she didn't know that she was doping. She was just sure. a kid. Anyway, the International Skating Union has proposed raising the minimum age for skating competitions to 17 from okay. 15. Um, that would help, you know, with emotional and physical mm. maturity and all of that stuff. Sure. So isn't that maybe a disadvantage sometimes though? Because like the two sports where being physically all the way matured that it's not as good of a thing is like uh, gymnastics and skating. I agree. Just because like being smaller right. helps you so much. But I just after watching that poor girl go through what she went through, yeah. it's just that was too much. Especially when I have a 15 year old, I just think like, gosh, that has a lot of pressure for a kid. 17 still seems young. Well, especially to me. when you're like. <laughs> participating for a country that has such government control over yeah, everything. I know. Particularly like international Olympic sports. Yeah. So. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. That, I, that's a probably a good broad proposal. I think so. It won't really affect that many sports. It only it's affects only for really, skating. Oh, okay. It was just the skating right. committee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I don't know. It, it, yeah. I think that that's probably good. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my last story is okay. about the French Open. Okay, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Irina Camellia Begu. Okay. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm uh, not up on the tennis. We did a little book review on the Andre Agassi book the other oh, day. Oh, that's a good one. I read that. Did you? Yeah. Fascinating character. Tennessee, tennis needs another fascinating character like that. Yeah. It's so interesting because like the, the, the three premier tennis players of this like modern generation, Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic... There's nothing interesting about them besides how dominant they are. Right. I guess they're all three handsome, so that, like, kind of makes it interesting or whatever. But there's nothing else. Like, Andre Agassi had this, like, tumultuous life. And I know. He, he was, like, he, you know. His outfits, his hair. He's an addict. He had all these drug problems. He got clean. He came back. He's married to this, you know, other, other legendary tennis player. Yeah. Like, the Williams sisters, their backstory is so interesting and compelling. Like, Rafael Nadal's just been winning tournaments since yeah. he's 15, and now he's 40. Well, winning. I think it's like we live in a culture that you can't be interesting anymore. You have to just follow, like, yeah. this line that's accepted, yeah. and you can't do anything outside of it. 
or else you're canceled or you're, you know. And well, I also think those guys are so good that they could only have been that good if they did nothing but play tennis. I know, but Andre Agassi was good and he yeah. had quite a life. For sure. So yeah, He's a lot lower level of good than those guys, though. I mean, Agassi's good. He won like eight majors, but like. I mean, listen, he launched those better. shorts with the spandex underneath. That's and true. He was. He was quite the babe in the 90s. I actually also wonder this. How much do you think of the uh, marketing or non-marketing of those three I just named? They're like certainly household names in America, but mm-hmm. they're not famous in America. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How much of that comes from them not being American? None. I think it's that tennis has uh, taken a huge hit. People just aren't playing tennis anymore and, uh-huh. and they're watching it. But I mean, when I was a kid, we watched every major tournament. We were watching. How much of that was the draw of the Americans though? Because he had Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi and John McEnroe before that. Yeah, but then. Jimmy Connors and all maybe, these guys. Maybe, but. We, we tennis was just a huge part of my I think, well, part childhood. Of part of it's the TV part of it, right? Right. It, it used to be on network TV. Yeah, like it was on would, NBC. You would yeah. watch NBC, and it was like the U.S. Open is on NBC. I know that it's like they get to the finals or whatever, and they put it on the network sometimes, but it's not nearly just like the the everybody's watching it. I have the best memories of being up at our cottage in Michigan. We had one just crappy black and white TV up mm-hmm. there. We didn't have cable. We didn't have anything. And in the mornings we would be watching Wimbledon and it would be like all, you know, staticky and someone would have to go fix the antennas and mm-hmm. just the sound of the ball hitting and eating breakfast with my grandparents. And I just thought it's like my, one of my favorite childhood memories. Now I'm dwelling on this because I wonder why tennis has lost popularity. Because in like the hyperactive ADD culture that we live in, it is though, it's like so much action. Well, A, pickleball has become the hot sport. Uh, interesting. Um, but tennis is expensive. Like, yeah. if you wanted to play tennis here in Montana, you have three months out of the year you can play your, sure. you know, outside. The rest of the year you have to fight for indoor court time at the peak. Um, and it's just, it it's just, it's gone down in popularity. It's really sad because it's, I love playing tennis. I yeah, mean, I, I get, I get the, it. like, the, the, consumer part of it, like the, the everyday person playing well, it. You mean the watching of it? Uh, yeah, I guess I just don't understand why it's not as popular viewer-wise. I think it's because if you it's don't... It's one of the best sports in terms of both sexes, right? I right. mean, women's tennis is absolutely as... I mean, it's one of the best pro-women sports to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. Well, do Please do a research paper on that and report <laughs> back next week. Can I finish this story? Yes, okay, let's go. So this gal threw her racket on the ground at the French Open, which is that beautiful red clay. Yep. Because she was really mad. Roland Garros. And what? Isn't that what it's called? Roland Garros? Isn't that where the French Open oh. is played? <laughs> I don't know. That yes, I don't yes know. Yes, it is. Okay. That's what it's called. I thought you were saying her name. I was like, that's not her name. Anyway, it bounced off the clay. Okay. Flew into the stands oh God. and almost hit a little kid. Oh, boy. So she ran up to the stands and apologized and hugged the kid. Parents were like, oh, yay, because this famous, you know, tennis players up in the stands with their kid. Um, and she was let off with just a warning, hmm. which is surprising because I would have thought she would have been fined or lost a game or something, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. usually they'll deduct you. But no, they just let her off. What would you want? I mean, I don't know. What were, what were they going to do? I, I just said they should probably fine her or... Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess if she would have thrown it into the stands, maybe. I don't think maybe, there was yeah. any intent to that. So what was the name of that clay again? Roland Garros is it, what that venue is called. Oh, but the clay is a red clay. Red and clay. when you're playing tennis in red clay, you're usually wearing whites. Yep. And you know what you need when you wear whites after you... <laughs> Some bleach? No. Some laundry soap from Buff City Soap. Hey, look at you. Do you like my segue? You're so good. So Becoming a pro. I know. We gave you the radio broadcaster of the year in no time. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, so Buff City Soap is a proud sponsor of this segment. Chick who doesn't know sports, ESPN Radio. And they offer the most amazing um, laundry soap that you can have scented to any of their scents in store. You could have huckleberry. You could have lavender. You could have... Um, oatmeal honey. You can just have like a clean laundry scent. Mm. 
the great thing, too, about... Oatmeal honey. I don't know. It's a bath bomb I have from them. Makes me hungry. Yeah. Wouldn't that be delicious? (laughs) Um, I don't want to eat my laundry. But but. you buy the container, and then you bring it back to be refilled. So not only is it really good, great product, great, clean products for your laundry and your skin, but it's really good for the environment. Because I don't know about you, when I buy laundry soap at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. we can't recycle that plastic. Nope. So... You're doing something for the earth and your family. Not only that, but wait, there's <laughs> oh, more. Wait, there's more. This She's Billy Mays. laundry soap gets the stank out. It oh works. Oh my gosh. Well, you would know. You have teenage boys. So. Exactly. I have... Nick came home from soccer <laughs> last night, and I had to roll down the windows driving home. He smelled so bad. Oh my gosh. So you throw their laundry in with this laundry soap, and... It is better than any of that stuff you buy that's filled with chemicals and and unrecyclable. So go to Buff City Soap. They are at North Reserve in the Northgate Plaza by Albertsons. And follow them at Buff City Soap Missoula. And uh, tell them Carolyn sent you. Gotta love it. Speaking of tennis, just to uh, actually give you some real sports news of relevancy here in the state of Montana. The state tennis tournament for the Class AA level begins this weekend. Um begins actually today. It's at Playfair Park over there at Fort Missoula, in, uh, here in Missoula. And how about this? The Bozeman girls tennis team, they're gunning for their 10th state title in a row. That tracks. That's amazing. Yeah. You know why? Well, it's Bozeman. Yes. It's Bozeman. It's Bozeman. They're, no, very, they're very good at the uh, the individual girls sports. Well, we'll that's leave it great. At that. Golf good for and them. tennis and uh, all that stuff. All the uh, country club sports. That's right. Uh, <laughs> There's no, nothing but, uh, wrong I mean, with that. Meg McCarthy, the defending champion in girls singles, uh, will go for another one of those titles. The defending and champions. what year is she? Uh, she is a senior, I believe. Oh, okay. And... Uh, the Kalispell Glacier boys, the defending champions on the boys' side. Rory Smith, the defending champion in boys' singles. So we'll keep you up to date. The BC tennis tournament, the small school tennis tournament, took place last week. And uh, Mozula Loyola, they swept the team titles. A repeat for the girls. Loyola's got a really great girl. Um, I forgot what year she is, and I don't know her name, but I was down at... Uh, for tennis? Yeah. Evelyn Deshans. Yeah. Yeah, she finished her high school career undefeated. How about that? I watched her, I guess it was last summer or the summer before, I happened to be down at Playfair just hitting some tennis balls, and wow, she was impressive. Yeah, really impressive. I mean, it's funny for her because there's been several, just a couple, but there's been several four-time state champions in Montana history. She only gets to be a three-time state champion, even though she went undefeated, because there wasn't a state championship in 2020 when she was a sophomore, so... Somebody texted in about that the other day because I mentioned that she was she had won she'd been undefeated and that uh, she had uh, won three state championships and somebody was like well how does she go undefeated and win only three because there wasn't one where did she go to college where is she playing? I don't know where she's going to mm-hmm. go to college actually so we'll actually probably round up uh, Evelyn Deshans to come on here because uh, we're doing our senior spotlight right should now. should I challenge her to a match uh, I mean, when you she comes get on destroyed kind of <laughs> I, mean, I love well, playing tennis with people that are better than me it's yeah. my favorite well I think that the probably the 18 year old like likely college bound girl I don't know you're a D1 tennis player though once upon a time let's let's see if she'd want to play maybe okay. we can make this a thing okay <laughs> the chicken doesn't know sports <laughs> against high school tennis players uh, a segment to come down the road <laughs> Uh, anything else? You From the hospital, probably, because that's yeah, where I'll right. end up. Um, no, except we're back on our normal AC hotel giveaway. So we got some craft cocktails. Yep. Is that all right? Okay. I would like to say thank you to everyone who came out to the Pink on Patty. It was such a hit. They ran out of wine. Love it. So way to go, guys. But AC hotel, um, two craft cocktails. Text us who you think would win in a match between me and Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn versus Cherylin. And uh, you will be you will win a pair of craft cocktails from the AC Hotel. Gotta love it. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Text us right now. Who would win, Carolyn or Evelyn? You got a pair of craft cocktails to the AC Hotel. One of the proud sponsors, along with Buff City Soap of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Carolyn, thank you so much. Thank you. I think they're salmon. That's why the person that chose salmon won. Come on, it's now ESPN Radio. Uh, I'm colorblind. You guys all have a great spectrum of colors. We got not any repeat answers. We got aqua, orange, pink, uh, salmon, tangerine, soiled. (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot of good answers. Thanks for texting. Thanks for listening. It's Now, ESPN Radio. A continuation of a conversation from earlier this week. Which Big Sky Conference athletic departments, or programs, excuse me, which Big Sky Conference sporting teams have the highest potential for national relevancy? We forgot a couple sports. We shall amend and continue to discuss. Keep it right here. It's Duana's Now ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Big Sky has a pair of new basketball coaches while state tournaments descend upon the Garden City this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. A few days after Tyler Hobbs announced he was leaving the Big Sky girls basketball program to take the head coaching job at Sentinel, Big Sky announced the hiring of Travis Williams to lead the Eagle girls team. The Three Forks native was an All-American at Carroll College and has spent the last decade plus coaching men and boys basketball, first as an assistant at Montana Western, then with head coaching stops, coaching boys preps hoops in Douglas, Wyoming, and at you, Washington. Big Sky went 6-12 last season in Hobbs' first and only season at the helm. Big Sky has also hired a new boys basketball coach. Following the resignation of Ryan Hansen for personal reasons, Big Sky has hired his head assistant, Zach Murphy, a Missoula native and Sentinel graduate, takes over a program that earned a third-place trophy at the Class AA State Tournament last season. The Class AA State Tennis Tournament begins today at Playfair Park in Missoula. The Bozeman High girls look to continue their dynasty as the Hawks chase their 10th straight state title. Spell Glacier is the defending team champion on the boys' side. And finally, at the NCAA West Regional Outdoor Track and Field Championship in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Montana State's Colby Wilson pole vaulted 17 feet, 4 and 1 quarter inch to take 12th and secure a spot at the NCAA National Championship meet next month in Eugene, Oregon. heads baby love david Byrne. he's my kind of crazy espn radio nuan is now thanks for kicking with us on monday we play a little game that we like to play around here called the blind side it's where we just have open-ended non-prepared discussions where we ask each other questions Sometimes we have, like, themes like NBA blindside or Big Sky Conference blindside. That's what it was earlier this week, a Big Sky Conference blindside. We were discussing, basically the entry point was that the Northern Arizona track and field programs on both men's and women's track and field and cross country are indisputably the most nationally elite of any programs in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, Northern Arizona is one of, if not the great distance-running universities in the, the country. They have proof in with multiple national championships in cross country, and they're always incredibly competitive. Like Abdi Nur, for example, their top 10K runner, uh, he blew the field away last night in the men's 10K around the top qualifying time in the entire Western region. So he's headed to Eugene, Oregon as a number one seed at the, uh, for the national meet in a couple weeks. But the question was then, if NAU is indisputably number one, what is the program in the big sky with the most national relevance and or the most opportunity to maybe gain national relevance, we had sort of a uh, 
depressing discussion about just how far away the like revenue sports at the Big Sky Conference schools are from that, whether it's um, football or, or men's basketball, even women's basketball. We talked about Weber State softball, Grizz soccer, uh, track and field at Montana State, and a couple others. But the two we forgot to mention, and we're remiss to mention this, uh, partly because not all the schools in the league have these sports, but also partly because it, it's almost a given that Montana, the state of Montana, would be home to some of the best teams in these sports. First of all, i got to acknowledge skiing, particularly alpine skiing at Montana State, is certainly already nationally elite. They have nationally competitive athletes there often. It's also such a part of the national scene because, first of all, there's only, I don't know, probably about three dozen varsity skiing programs in America at the NCAA level. Also, though, Bozeman's such a great ski town, and Montana State with Bridger Bowl and Big Sky right there, they often host the NCAA skiing championships because they have Bohart Ranch right there by Bridger as well, so they can host Alpine and um, Nordic. So we have to mention skiing at Montana State. Not a lot of the other schools in the Big Sky have skiing, but MSU does, and they are absolutely nationally elite at that sport. The other one's rodeo, and both Montana and Montana State have had great rodeo teams, but Montana State particularly has had outstanding rodeo teams. They've been in the mix for national championships. They had a couple individual national championships this last time around. It's also interesting, though, because that's not actually an athletic department sport. It's basically funded like a club sport, but they have an agreement with the athletic department to use the facilities and stuff like that. So that comes with a little bit of a caveat as well, but we thought that we uh, we had to mention uh, both of those in in the list for sure. What's going on with the NBA playoffs? More Missoula Paddle that's coming up later on, on as well. Plus, we'll give you a preview of tomorrow's show. One more break, and then we'll take you home. Keep it right here. New on us now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I wonder if the Clash still resonates today. They were so sweet back in the day. I love the Clash. I just, uh, I hope they still resonate. Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe the ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks for being here. Fun show today. Did some prep sports, uh, state tournaments. The final state tournaments of the calendar year are here. They've begun. State tennis here in Missoula at the AA level and in Bozeman at the A level. State softball at the AA level here in Missoula. A softball down in Hamilton. And uh, AA, A, B, and C track and field all get started this weekend as well. AA and A in Missoula, or excuse me, in Butte, and uh, B and C in Great Falls. So we talked our way around that. We also heard from Brooks Duana, Skyline Sports, Grizz by the Numbers. You can find the full podcast. We got through about 15 minutes of that hour-plus-long podcast, but you can find the whole podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. We also heard from Max Kimball, future Montana State Bobcat, a Billings West senior who's going to play football for the Cats in the fall. We had our latest and last of the regular season, Treasure State's Best, highlighting some of the best track and field times from around the state. We also heard from our good friend Carolyn, the Chicken Does No Sports, and a few props to the MSU ski team and rodeo in general at the collegiate level. 
uh, throughout the state of Montana. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. We are closing in on the NBA Finals. We might have the first conference champion of the season tonight in elimination game, 7 o'clock. The Golden State Warriors trying to go back to the finals one more time. The Dallas Mavericks hanging on for dear life, but they did have a good victory to uh, extend the series after falling behind a 3-0. In the other game last night, Boston threw the clamps down on Miami. It was a defensive slugfest, a a throwback-type game in terms of pace and total scoring. 93-80, the Celtics win. And so now they are on the brink of advancing as well. The Heat had a 2-1 lead, but Celtics have won two in a row in convincing fashion. So uh, 3-2 to two Boston leads. So tomorrow could be a, a game for another uh, spot in the uh, the NBA Finals as well. Uh, what do you think of tonight's game, Andrew? Do you think that... I thought that last... You gave me kind of a recap because I was at a concert of the, the Dallas Golden State game, but then I read about it and listened to some podcast stuff about it as well. And uh, you said basically what, what the main analysts I listened to said as well. You said, well, Dallas just really shot the ball. Oh, they shot the lights out. And as Bill Simmons was saying, he's like, well, it's a bad situation to be in when you know you basically have to shoot as well as you possibly can to have a chance of winning. And then can you do it again? So that's sort of the scenario Dallas is in. Though. I mean, Dallas has this one transcendent talent and then a bunch of okay role players, but okay role players is often an uphill battle when you're trying to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and there's a big struggle for them because the Warriors are rounding into form right now, and the way the Warriors play, they're going to hit you with a couple runs, and and Dallas is not really built to stop them because Luka is always going to be on the floor. You know, he's done better the last couple games when they've targeted him in pick and rolls, but he's not a great defender, partially because he's handling so much on the offensive end. When the Warriors spread things out, I mean, nobody on the Dallas Mavericks can stop Steph or Jordan Poole off the dribble. And that just leads to cascades of guys cutting to the rim, open dunks. You know, Golden State, when they're really rolling, they get a lot more easy shots. So, yeah, Dallas has to shoot the lights out to keep up with that. There's a term for what I think we're going to see, Coulter. It's a gentleman's sweep. You go up 3-0 and the underdog gets the one. At home. At home, yeah. Yeah, and now they're back in Golden State. Um, you know, I think I, – I don't think this series is going to go past five games. I said this earlier in the week, but I have to reemphasize that I truly think that one of the most challenging things in all of sports is gaining the heart of a champion, gaining the, the, the status as the elite team in your pro sport, maintaining that status – Losing that status and then regaining that status—it's—it's uh, it's almost unheard of. It rarely ever happens. You know, most runs, even you know, the Lakers run through the '80s. They had a couple years they didn't win it, but it was a consistent run with a pretty consistent cast of characters. Same with the Celtics back in the '80s. Same with the the '76ers. The Chicago Bulls won six and eight years, but the only reason they had a two-year break there is because uh, you know Michael Jordan needed a break to play some golf. And uh, and baseball, I guess, too. And, uh, you know, I guess the only other... And, and then the Spurs, they won a smattering of championships, but it was never, like, in the finals every year and then a fall from grace. It was just championship here, here. The Spurs were always competitive. It's so rare when you have a team play in the championship round or and or game multiple years in a row. And the, the Warriors, what, played five straight finals? Is that right? Five consecutive finals. And then they fell off. And... It was for a variety of reasons, none of which are the disease of more. They were more physical reasons. And so then for them to come back with a similar core, to me it's so vindicating because I hated that Kevin Durant played for the Warriors. I thought the Warriors were better without Kevin Durant. Now the Warriors have a chance to prove they can win a championship without Kevin Durant. So we'll see. Yeah, well, they've proven that already because they right. won before Kevin Durant well, for sure. got there. For sure. and, not and, they won, and they won 73 games one year without Kevin Durant as well. Not Yeah, uh, not appreciating the Kevin Durant slander, by the way. Um, you're a Kevin Durant guy, man. It's because you're a DC guy. Yeah. Um, Anybody that trolls uh, layman on Twitter can't handle it. 
I think that the Warriors would say that they always had the heart of a champion, right? They took the one-year hiatus, not because anything, you know, they were forced to. Sure. Clay Thompson out. And and that year, I mean, I think helped them. But they, they have all the same guys back. And I think what a lot of people aren't realizing is, man, how nice it's looking for the Warriors right now because right. I think they're going to wrap up this series and, and Boston and Miami are in a rock fight right for now. For sure, yes. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good point. Uh, the other thing, that I think that for whatever reason, I don't know. I think some people give him a lot of credit and some people don't give him enough credit. Steve Kerr's a great coach. Great coach. That's the other thing is, you know, it's not just the getting those premier guys back up. It's turning a G League guy like Jordan Poole into a 20-point-per-game scorer. It's rolling out there these anonymous big guys and getting huge production. It's making Andrew Wiggins go from the, the, you know, the, the seller to the ceiling. I mean, the guy was a terrible defensive player, and now he's one of the best energy guys in the league. So Kerr's done a great job with the whole roster. I talk about this a lot in terms of soccer, but it's just putting guys in positions to succeed. Yeah, right. Focusing on players' strengths, letting them do what they're good at and not making the game too complicated for them. And and when you do that and you let them know that you have confidence in them in those roles, they're going to thrive. And that's what you're seeing, especially with a guy like Andrew Wiggins in Golden State. We normally have NBA games for you, but we do not tonight because guess what? It's paddlehead season. So we will have the Missoula paddleheads live here on ESPN Radio all summer long. So very much looking forward to Jeff Safford on the call here and uh, 90 more times after tonight as well. So please enjoy Missoula Paddleheads baseball coming up for you at 7 p.m. Pre-game a little before that. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook in studio. All, t- all sorts of stuff to get to. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.